Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Today we're beginning a new book called Redwood Pioneer by Betty Sterling. Chapter 1. Goodbye, Potato Farm. Mikey O'Grady was moving from the little valley where he had lived all his life. He turned and looked one last look at the cabin. It seemed so forlorn and lonesome sitting there in the middle of the unplowed potato fields. He rubbed first one blue eye and then the other. But he was not going to cry even if he did feel as lonesome as the little cabin looked. Mikey was going to be a pioneer, and pioneers are brave. Mikey, come on, quickly, called his sister Martha. Mikey turned and ran after the slow-moving wagon. Bossy and Mari, the two sleek cows, switched their tails at him as he caught up. They were tied to the back of the wagon. Mikey skipped past the cows. Sean and Liam, his two little brothers, and Mary, his little sister, were sitting in the back of the wagon. Their bare feet swung over the end, and they giggled when Mikey tickled them with an oat straw. He hurried past the wagon. Ma and Martha were walking beside the wagon. Pa was walking along the other side, holding the reins of the two long-eared donkeys that pulled the wagon. Mikey ran ahead of the two donkeys and caught up with Pat and Tom, his older brothers. They were walking ahead with a third donkey, who was loaded with the odds and ends that wouldn't fit into the wagon. Pat and Tom were talking about mysterious big boy things, and didn't even notice Mikey as he trudged along beside them. He wished he weren't the middle one of the family. There was no one his size to talk to. Tom and Mary were nearest to his age, but Tom was five years older and Mary was four years younger. Martha was only a little older than Tom, but she didn't count anyway. She was always busy. Why, she was almost a second ma to the little ones. The big boys had all the fun, too. They always went places with Pa. Mikey, the middle one, had to stay home with the younger children. Mikey pulled a couple of green oat stalks to chew on. If Pat and Tom wouldn't talk to him, he would walk with his father. They came to the top of the hill that separated their old home from the sight of any other cabins. From here, they could look down on a valley that was dotted with small potato farms, and beyond that, there were more green hills. I see two more cabins, Pa, Mikey said, as they started down the narrow road. He often came to this hill to hunt rabbits for dinner, and he watched for new cabins. Too many people, Mikey, too many people. Patrick O'Grady shook his head. Mikey looked up at his Pa. There were no neighbors near their old cabin yet. When you were born, Mikey, his father went on, all this valley was wild. There wasn't a single cabin, not a one. In less than ten years, all these cabins and houses have been built. In another year or two, the whole valley will be cleared and planted. He pulled on the reins. One of the donkeys was trying to eat the grass at the side of the road. Get up, lazy one, he said. The donkey plodded on slowly. The road went downhill, but not steeply. The wagon couldn't roll fast on its big wooden wheels. Mikey jerked up another couple of oat straws to chew. He liked to draw them through the place in the side of his mouth where he had pulled out a baby tooth last week. 
He rubbed the straw over the sharp edge of the new tooth. By next year, there will be other cabins near our old cabin, Mikey, his father said again. That's too close. We need room to stretch. So it's off to the wilderness again for us. He looked pleased. Mikey sighed. He almost wished that he didn't have so much room to stretch. He wanted someone to play with. They were passing the first farm now. Three small children stood wide-eyed at the side of the road to watch. Mikey tried to look grown up as he walked past them, but he peeked out of the corners of his eyes. The biggest of the little girls said, Hello, shyly. Mikey smiled at her. Hello, he said, and walked right on. He wasn't used to strange children. He didn't know what else to say. By dinner time, they had come to the top of the green hills they had seen beyond the valley. Mikey had never been this far from home before. While his mother and Martha spread out a cloth under a big oak tree and set out the cold food, Mikey stood still and stared at the country ahead. He had never seen such a big valley before. So many, many farms, such big houses. But the thing that he stared at the most was the faraway blue ocean. All his life, he had wanted to see the ocean. Pat and Tom had been to Santa Cruz before with Pa. They had bragged about how they had seen the ocean. They had even walked on the sand and waded in the water. Mikey did hope he would be able to walk on the beach. But he was a wee bit afraid. Pat said that the ocean roared and that the waves sprayed high. Mary ran to him. Isn't it big, Mikey? I didn't know the whole world was so big, she chattered. There are as many houses as stars in the sky at night, said Mikey. Come and eat, said Ma. Mikey forgot the ocean, the valley, and the houses. He was hungry. It had been a long time since breakfast. He began gobbling a thick slice of bread covered in sweet butter. Then he saw little Liam copying him. Liam was almost choking on the big bites. Mikey suddenly remembered all that Ma had said about taking little bites and chewing with the mouth closed. When he started taking little bites, Liam copied him and didn't choke anymore. His mother noticed and smiled at him. Dinner was soon over, and the donkeys hitched to the wagon again. On to Santa Cruz, shouted Pat, clapping his hands over his head. Santa Cruz by dark, yelled Tom. Will we really get to Santa Cruz by tonight? Mikey asked his father. His eyes were shining. He had never been in a city in his whole life. That's right, said Pa. Here we go. The road was wider now. They were partway down the hill when they met another wagon pulled by horses. A boy the size of Mikey was sitting on the high front seat with a man. He grinned down at Mikey. Going to Santa Cruz, he asked. Yes, said Mikey. Have you been there? Oh, sure, said the boy. Lots of times. Mikey felt more timid than ever. He wondered if he were the only boy his size who had never been to the city. They passed many farms now. There were orchards just beginning to bloom. There were green, waving grain fields, and there were potato fields newly planted. Mikey was so excited that he wanted to run. Wouldn't they ever get to Santa Cruz? They passed a big house with a tower on top and a bell in the tower. On the front of the house was a pole with the United States flag. He counted the 13 red and white stripes and the 37 stars when the wind flapped it out. What is that house, Pa? he asked. A school, Mikey. Boys and girls learn, go there to learn to read and write. I can read and write, said Mikey, and I never went to a school to learn. You have a smart mother, Mikey, his father said. 
You are lucky that she has taught you to read and write. But maybe someday you'll have a chance to go to school someday. Maybe to college. Who knows? A college? What's that? Mikey asked. A school for boys bigger than Pat, even. They go to college to learn to be teachers and preachers and doctors, said Pa. Last time I was here in Santa Cruz, I heard tell of a new college being built in San Jose. San Jose is only a day or so by coach over the mountains. Maybe you can go to college there someday, Mikey. Mikey couldn't talk anymore. He hadn't known there were so many things in the world. He watched the sun getting lower over the bright blue ocean. He could feel the sea breeze now. It wasn't like the warm breeze in the little valleys, but it smelled like the fog that rolled in to cover the hills and valleys almost every night to the winter and spring. Suddenly, Mikey heard a terrifying noise. It was like thunder and screeching and wind all rolled together. He covered his ears and got close to his father. His little brothers and sister cried in terror. What is it, Pa? he cried. What is it? Pa was laughing. It's a train, Mikey. I've told you about trains. Look. Mikey cautiously uncovered his ears. He looked across a field toward the west. A monster was puffing along, spouting black smoke and sparks from a chimney in the top. It was pulling wagons, and one wagon was something like a long cabin with windows along the sides. Mikey stared and stared until the train was out of sight over a little hill. He had really seen a train. What a wonderful trip this was. Soon, they came to the top of the hill the train had gone over. Ahead of them, toward the setting sun, Mikey could see more houses. Big houses and little houses. More houses than he had known were in the whole world. He couldn't even count them. Santa Cruz, shouted Pat. We're almost there. Mikey felt tired, but he was too excited to care. In just a little while, he would be in Santa Cruz. Chapter 2. Santa Cruz. Mikey walked beside the wagon as the tired donkeys pulled it down the main streets of Santa Cruz. The sun had set, and the sky was getting dark. A man was lighting little fires on posts along the street. What is he doing? Mikey asked. Lighting the streetlights, said Pa. There's gas in little pipes inside the posts. When he lights the gas, it will keep burning until he shuts the gas off. They trudged along. Mikey turned his head this way and that, trying to see everything. The street was hard and smooth, not dusty or muddy or full of ruts like the country roads. His father saw him scuffing the road, trying to see why it was so smooth. It's paved, Mikey, Pa said. They cut oily rock and lay it on the ground. Makes a road that never gets muddy. Pa led them to the edge of town, and they found a grassy field where they could camp. Pat and Tom put up the tent. Mikey was so tired he could hardly move. Buddy hunted under a tree in the dark for some sticks for the fire. Soon, Pa had the fire going. He put a log on it that he had carried in the wagon. Ma put a kettle over the fire and began to cook the stew. Martha made beds in the tent, and Mary helped her. Everyone was busy but Sean and Liam. They were fast asleep in the back of the wagon. Pa looked across the fire at Mikey. Mikey, he said, do you want to sleep inside the tent with Ma and Martha and the little ones? Or do you want to sleep outside with Pat and Tom and B? Mikey shivered. He had never slept outdoors. But he did want to be a big boy like Pat and Tom. He stood as high as Ma's chin now. I'll, uh, I'll sleep outside, he said. Pa nodded. Good boy, he said. 
After supper, Mikey rolled up in his quilts between Pa and Tom. He pulled the covers almost over his head. Then he peeked out to see the stars. One by one, they were being hidden by the fog blowing in from the ocean. Soon, all was quiet, and Mikey could hear the small sound of the ocean going up and down, seeming far away like a dream. Next thing he knew, the sun was peeking through the fog, and he could smell the breakfast Ma was frying over the fire. He jumped up. After breakfast, they staked out the donkeys in the field. Then they all walked into town. It looked even more wonderful to Mikey than it had the night before. There were flower gardens in almost all the front yards, and some of the paths were bordered with shells. Mikey had seen some shells before, when Pat and Tom brought them home from Santa Cruz. Mikey hoped he would be able to get some shells of the ocean to keep for his very own. Soon they came to the stores. Pa went into a big store that smelled of sawdust, leather, and paint. Pa went in first, then Pat and Tom and Martha, and Mikey and Mary and Sean, then Ma and Liam, who was holding tightly to Ma's hand. The storekeeper laughed. Quite a family you got there, man, he said to Pa. And they all look like Irishmen, every last one of them. Sure, and every last one of them is an Irishman, said Pa. Then they all laughed. The storekeeper gave each one of them a piece of sugar candy. Mikey turned his over and over, but he finally popped it into his mouth. Only once before had he ever had a piece of store candy. What can I do for you today? The storekeeper was saying. Pa looked at a long list in his hand. I'll need nails. I bought a keg of them, all sizes. Put in lots of big ones. Mikey watched the storekeeper measure out the different sizes of square nails. Going to build a house? The storekeeper asked. Yes, said Pa. Around here? No, said Pa. We're headed for the Redwoods. It's getting too crowded here for me. Lots of new folks here, all right, said the storekeeper. Last I heard, they said Santa Cruz County had over 8,000 people. So you're off for the big timber. Farming or logging? Neither, said Pa. I'll be cutting tan bark for the tanneries. Good money in it, they say. Mikey wandered around the store, looking at the tools, plows, kegs of nails, and harnesses. Finally, he went back to the counter. The man tied all of Pa's purchases into a big bundle, and then Pa paid him. We'll get some new clothes, said Pa, as they all filed out to the street again. Mikey went toward the middle of the street. Mikey, come back, said Pat. You walk on this part close to the buildings. It's called the sidewalk. The street is only for the horses and wagons. Mikey scurried back to the sidewalk, just as a fancy carriage pulled by two glistening horses raced down the street. They went into a dry goods store. Mikey's eyes opened wide when he saw the shelves and shelves of bolts of cloth, shoes, shirts, and many other things. He walked all around with his hands behind his back. Suddenly, he heard Pa call him. Come here, Mikey. You are to have a pair of shoes. Mikey sat still while the storekeeper measured his feet and found a pair of shoes his size. Then he got a new shirt, a new pair of pants, and a jacket. It was the first store-bought shirt he had had. This was almost like Christmas, even if it was only early May. After Pa had bought everything on the list, he sent Pat after the wagon. They took everything back to the tent, and then they ate dinner. After dinner, they walked back to town. This was the part of day Mikey was looking forward to. They were going to the beach. Little Liam had had too much excitement in the morning. His feet began to stumble and his eyes to droop. 
Soon, Pa held the little lad against his shoulder, and Liam was fast asleep. Mikey began to run when they could see the waves. He wriggled his bare toes in the sand and stared at the waves, chasing each other up the beach. Help us build a castle, Mikey, said Pat. The three boys set to work building in the sand. Mikey thought this was great fun. Soon, they had the castle finished, and he ran along the beach, picking up shells. Don't be a pig, Mikey, said Martha, when she saw his pockets bulging. There will be as many again tomorrow, said Pa. The ocean washes them up every night. Mikey spread them out in a row. Some were big, and others were tiny. Choose the best ones to keep, said Pa. You won't be able to carry many. Mikey tried to choose the best ones, but that was hard. He still had his pockets full after he had sorted them. The younger children had their pockets full, too. Pat had only one shell, but it was a beauty. Pat said it was a sand dollar, and this, that it brought good luck. I hope so, said Ma. We'll need all the good luck we can get before we are settled again. That's right, said Pa, and we'd better be getting back to the tent now for supper. Because tomorrow we head for the Redwoods, sang Mikey, dancing a jig in the sand. We'll be Redwood Pioneers. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Visit our website at www.enchantedlibrary.net to see our past books or to connect with us on Facebook. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash enchantedlibrary. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends, happy reading.